Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Father, we bless you this morning. And we say thank you for being who you are in our lives. Thank you for being a stable force. Thank you for being a loving, kind, blessing God. Hallelujah. Come on, just raise your hands right there. If you're at your seat, just raise your hands right there. Father, we pray that your presence that's already here will move right into your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that as I speak, they will hear the words of man, but they will also hear the words of God. And I pray as I step back, that the Holy Spirit will step up so that our lives will be changed by the uncompromising word of the living God. And I thank you in advance that our lives will see signs, miracles, and wonders as a result of hearing, believing, and doing your word. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. Come on, give our praise team a big hand if you would. Didn't they do a great job? Hallelujah. Grab your Bibles, hold them up real high. Let's do our confession. If you don't have your Bibles, you can just hold your hand up. Repeat after me. Say, this is God's Word. Come on, say it like you mean it. This is God's Word. Not Pastor Evans' Word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. God bless you this morning. God has given every believer a gift, and that gift is called faith. Everybody say faith. And faith can move mountains if you know how to use it. And I've discovered that many people, especially believers, We settle for what life gives us versus, watch this now, believing for what we want. I'm going to say that again. Most people settle for what life gives them versus them believing for what they want. And so today, my goal is to position us to receive the desires of your heart. Let me ask you a question. How many people in this room have some desires in your heart? Well, I'm going to show you this morning how to receive the desires of your heart. And if you're taking notes, my lesson title is Faith for What's Yours. Faith for What's Yours. Now, before I jump into the lesson, let me just say this. Something can belong to you and you not get it. Okay, for instance, 
If you filled out a job application and you went on the interview and they offered you the job and the job is yours, it's not yours until you go and accept the job. There are some blessings that God has for his children and many of us, watch this, we miss the blessings because we don't have the ingredient of faith to possess it. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter 1. And we're going to look in verse 2, and then we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32. That was 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2, and then Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. And if you don't have a Bible, you can watch on the screen. I only have two points for you today, and here's what it is. Number one is that God has designated promises. Say this with me. Say, God has designated promises. A designated promise is one that has been spelled out and is very specific and is found in God's Word. In other words, there are promises in God's Word and those are the ones that have been designated. Say designated. In 2 Peter 1 verse 2 it says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, According as His divine power... He has given, everybody say given. He has given, watch this now, unto who? Everybody say, I'm a us. He's given unto us, what's the next word? Everybody say all. All things that pertain to life and godliness. Now before we keep going, notice now what he has given us. He's given us all things and I like the word things because things can be anything. I mean, what does a thing not include? Nothing. I mean, look, he says, a thing. He's given us all things, watch this now, that pertain to life and godliness. What he's saying here is everything you need to live on in the earth realm and everything you need in the spiritual realm he says I've given it to you watch verse 4 whereby are what's the next word given everybody say given it says whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious what promises God has given us not just regular promises but it says exceeding and precious and great promises now there are designated promises in the Bible. Let me just explain what that is. You know, uh, Jesus healed in the Bible. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, guess what? Jesus still heals today. Amen. So guess what? Healing is a designated promise. He's, he's promised us abundance. He's promised us prosperity. He promised us favor. He's promised our loved ones to be saved. Those are designated promises. In, in fact, go to Genesis 12. I know I told you to go to Hebrews, but go to Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to show you a designated promise that he made to somebody. Uh, I, I had a conversation with someone uh, yesterday, and they said, God doesn't speak to me. I said, then you don't, you, you don't read your Bible. Because when you read God's word, it is God talking to you. Amen. Now in Genesis 12, look in verse 1. It says, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, He said, Get out of your country, get away from your kinfolk, and from your father's house 
unto a land that I will show you. Notice that God was telling Abraham to do something. He says, Abraham, I need you to get out of your familiar territory. Get away from what's familiar to you. Sometimes God has to move you from your family to to get you, watch this, to your promised land. Amen. And so in verse 2 he says, Once you do that, Abraham, I will make you a great what? Nation. Now, these are designated promises. Say designated promises. He says, I will make of you a great nation. That's number one. He said, number two, I will bless you. How many want to be blessed? Let me see your hand. Then he says, I will make your name what? Great. And then he goes on to say, and then you will be a what? Verse three says, I will bless those that bless you. And then he says, I will curse those who curse you. And then he says, in you shall all of the families of the earth be blessed. See, God wants to do those things not only in Abraham's life. He wants to do those things in our lives. Let me tell you why. Once you reach certain levels, people don't have a choice but to listen to you. Once God begins to make your name great, God will bring your name up in conversations and you not even be there. Listen, I got a call. uh, uh, It was on a Saturday too, which was odd. And it was a very prominent businessman in Arlington. And uh, he called me. He says, Pastor Evan, uh, there's, a, there's a guy running for mayor. And he told me his name. And he says, I asked him, did he know you? And he said, no. I told him, you need to know Pastor Evan. Then another pastor told this, 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 this person running for mayor, you need to know Pastor Evan. Well, guess what? He said, well, Pastor Evan, I'm sitting here at lunch with him. Would you like to talk to him so he can get to know you? I said, put him on the phone. And I talked to him. And guess what? He was impressed enough to come and visit me at my office. Just because somebody said, you need to know Pastor Evan. Now, what's awesome about it is he's now the mayor. He won. So guess who I'm going to get to do our ribbon cutting? Hello. You say, well, Pastor, I don't know about name being great. That sounds like that's, you know, that's pride. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how to stay humble. Just be around your family. Oh, no, no, no. You're not going to roll up at your family reunion with a big head because they were. It will go quickly. I mean, they will let you know who you were, okay? So you ain't got to worry about getting a big head. They're going to take the air out of it every time they see you. But watch this now. In Galatians chapter 3, go to Galatians 3, look in verse 29. The same designated blessing that God gave to Abraham. Remember now, he said, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. You're going to be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you and curse those who curse you. And then all the families of the earth be blessed. That designated blessing was handed down to who? To, To guess who? Us. Watch Galatians 3.29. It says, and if you be Christ, 
then you are Abraham's seed. Now, let me ask you something. How many in here are in Christ Jesus? Okay. He's saying, uh, if you are in Christ Jesus, then watch this. Then you are Abraham's seed. And if you are Abraham's seed, watch what else it says. Then you are heirs according to the what? The promise he gave Abraham is the promise he gave us. Can you say amen to that? But there's, an, there's a requirement that we have to make. See, that was a requirement that Abraham made. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, go to Hebrews chapter 11. Go to Hebrews 11. There was a requirement that Abraham met in order for him to obtain the promises of God. And that requirement was faith. See, most believers, we want, we want to beg God to do stuff. It don't work like that. In fact, some of us in this room, we want God, we want our situation to be so bad that we hope that that will move God to do something. God is not moved by how bad your situation is. God is not moved by how much you beg him. God is moved by faith. Let me give you an example. Listen, you can get in your car, love your car, drive your car, then your car run out of gas. And then you start telling your car, oh, I feel so bad. Will you, why you, what, won't you run for me? Won't you take me where I'm going? I, I, I want to go to the mall. And your car is saying, I want to do all that for you. You just need to put some gas in me. <laughs> well, God is saying uh, he wants to do, he wants to give you the desires of your heart. He's just saying, I need some faith in you. Can you say Amen. Watch this, Hebrews 11, look at verse 32. It says, and what shall I say the more? For the time would fail me to talk about Gideon and to talk about Barack. Look at that, President Obama in the New Testament. <laughs> and then to talk about Samson and of Jephthah and of David and of Samuel and of all the prophets. Verse 33, all of these th people, through faith, they subdued kingdoms. And through faith, they wrought righteousness. And through faith, what else did they do? They obtained the promises. Any promise that God makes you, you're going to need faith to obtain it. Everybody say designated promises. Amen. And many believers believe, they, we believe the promise, but we never release our faith for the promise. Now, what I'm going to do at the end, I'm going to show you how to release your faith for the desires of your heart. Amen. Now, go to Romans chapter 4, verse 19. Romans 4, 19. I'm going to show you that the reason those promises came to pass in Abraham's life is because he exercised faith. In Romans 4, look in verse 19. It says, and being not weak in faith, Everybody say, you can be weak in faith. Yeah, you can be weak in faith. Just like you can be weak. How many watched that show? Uh, <laughs> this is probably not a good example, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, have you seen that, that show, Naked and Afraid? How many seen it? Let me see your hand. That's all? Come on. <laughs> see, there are, even he said, there's more in here that... Uh, how many seen the show, Naked and... Don't be afraid to, to answer the question. Okay, well, since most of y'all ain't raised y'all hand, there's a show called Naked and Afraid. And what they do is they put two complete strangers together of the opposite sex, and they strip them, and they put them in the middle of nowhere without no food, no water, so, and no shelter. They, they got to figure it out by themselves. 
Now, uh, I would never do that show. I would never do that show. Well, you and I, we have to exhibit faith, and the opposite of faith is fear. Notice he says, and being not weak in faith. When those people on that show, I watch them. If they don't learn how to eat strange things like bugs and snakes and stuff like that, they, they, they get hungry. They start losing weight. When you lose weight and you don't eat, what happens? You get weak. Well, notice it says Abraham was not weak in faith. How do you get weak in faith? When you stop eating. You cannot eat just on Sunday and have strong faith. I'll stop right there. Then it says, he being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. He didn't look at his circumstances when he was 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Not only did he not look at his circumstance, he didn't look at the circumstance of his wife. And, and sometimes we disqualify ourselves in faith. We're like, okay, I'm going to apply for this job. I know, I, don't, I, know, I know I'm not qualified for it, but I'm going to apply for it anyway. And you know what? That, that company ain't even hiring, so I don't even know why I'm doing it. Well, you, you have just did what Abraham didn't do. It's a, you, he considered not. You considered a lot. Everybody say designated promise. See, designated promises are written. They're found in the Bible. You really can't be talked out of them. But it's the desired promises that people struggle with. Everybody say desired promises. And so that's point number two. Here's my second point as we close. Is that God has desired promises. Desired promises are things that we desire or desires that God puts in our heart. In other words, you know, there's no scripture in the Bible that says thou shalt buy a Honda Accord. <laughs> I mean, I, if you've seen that verse, tell, come show me that. You got the wrong Bible. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say thou shalt marry, marry uh, 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 Eddie. It doesn't say that. It's desired promises. Go to Mark chapter 11. Let me, let me show you the basis of God answering or giving us desired promises. In Mark chapter 11, look in verse 24. He says, this is Jesus talking. Therefore I say unto you. Everybody say, you. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm talking to you. He said, whatever things soever you desire. Who desire? You desire. So listen, don't hate on what other people desire. He said, what things soever you desire. Everybody has different things that they desire. So don't hate on their things. See, you know, everybody's not flashy or, or blingy. I like bling. I like bling before I was a preacher. In fact, before I was a preacher and I couldn't afford bling when I was in corporate or when I grew up, I bought fling. Y'all know what fling is, right? That's fake bling. How many got some fling? Yeah. Yeah, I just fling my way in the bling, but I fling myself, right? <laughs> it said, what things soever you desire. Then, well, let me ask you something. What does things not include? It, it includes everything. So guess what? Your thing can be a weave. You know, a weave in your hair? That could be your thing that you desire. Or in the men's case, your thing could be a hair transplant. I don't know. You know, they do that nowadays when you're when you losing your hair. <laughs> now they got this black spray that they use. 
How many know about that black spray? Let me see you. You be at the gym pumping those weights. Uh, 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 uh. You wipe your sweat. Ah! It's black. Go on and get the hair transplant, brother. Just go on and get the hair transplant. Most believers struggle to see manifestation of their desired promises. And here's the main reason. It's because we do not know how to stand in patience to get them. So I'm going to show you how to do that. Go to Hebrews chapter 6. Oh, man, I'm out of time. Can y'all give me five more minutes? Uh, Hebrews chapter 6. Go to Hebrews 6. Most believers struggle to see the manifestation of desired promises, and it's because we don't know how to stand in patience to receive them. Hebrews chapter 6, look in verse 12. It says that you be not slowful, but followers of those who through what? Faith and what else? And patience inherit the what? So in order to inherit the desired promises, you got to have some faith and you have to have some patience. Now, just write down this verse. In fact, let me read verse, uh, verse 15. And it says, And so after he, Abraham, had patiently, what? Endured, read it with me, he obtained the promise. Some things patience cannot be replaced. Write down Hebrews 10.36. This is what it says. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. What he's saying is you could have done everything you needed to do. After you've done everything, he says be patient because it's coming. And most people, they run out of patience. They run out of stand. You know, the Bible says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. See, standing is one of the key principles to manifesting a desired promise. And I've discovered that learning how to wait in faith, watch this now, for the promises will always produce results beyond average. I want to live an above average life. I want to live a life where people will say, what, who is he? I was out to dinner. We were, I was in D.C. this past week uh, with Pastor Joel uh, Osteen, and uh, they've initiated this new thing. Uh, it's Wounded Warriors, and uh, the, the focus is on the caregivers. People, we, they've looked at the people who have been wounded, but they forgot about the people who take care of them. And so we were there and we supported and there was a bill that's been passed so some funds can be helping these families and everything. And so uh, after the event, uh, Pastor Chad and I went out to eat. And we're sitting there eating, minding our own business. And some lady comes up to me and she says, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, do you play basketball? <laughs> now see, uh, all you have to do to qualify to look like you play basketball is to be tall and to have a bit, little bling. Y'all said black. I don't. <laughs> I think it's just tall and bling. So I said to the lady, I said, ma'am, I, I, I don't play basketball. I don't think they allow 50-year-olds to play. She was like, you're 50? And then she started telling me all about her life. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to eat. She's telling me about it. Boy, she grew up, and she turned it 50, and... I'm like, well, praise the Lord. 
Check this out. You got to learn how to stand. And when you stand long enough, you'll experience God's best for your life. Can you say amen to that? Amen. See, desired promises can come from God or they can come from you. Uh, years ago, about say years ago. Years ago, uh, my wife, you know, we were on a stricter budget. We're still on a budget. We will always be on a budget. I will be on a budget till Jesus comes. But earlier in our marriage, we were on a stricter budget. So what, the, what, what we used to do, and I'm trying to help some of you all who don't know how to budget well. Listen, when you get paid, put all your money in an envelope. Have an envelope for your card note. Have an envelope for your groceries. Have your envelope for your... Uh, if every bill you got, put the money in the envelope. Then you can't overspend. So she knew how much money she had for the groceries. So she went to the grocery store, and the old girl was bagging up more groceries than money. You know what, she had, more, she had two carts worth of groceries, and she didn't even have enough money to pay for one of the carts. But she was going around the grocery store, Lord, I just thank you. You're going to provide for me. I just thank you for somebody showing me some favor. I just thank you because I'm a giver, and because I am, you, you said men will give back to my bosom, good measure, press down, shaking together, running over. She's saying that, and so she gets to the checking counter, and the lady start. you know, she had two baskets. One of them was full of meat. So the meat, when they start checking it first, you know, and so she finished all of the meat. And then the manager of the store came and said, hey, listen, I have an emergency over there in the other aisle. We'll, she was talking about to the clerk. Will you go over to that one, and I'll finish checking it out, this one. But I need you to log out. So when the lady logged out, she said, I can't log out. If I do, you got to recheck all these items. And then she saw all those people standing in line. And you know how we are when we stand in line. She looked at all those faces, and she says, ma'am, Merry Christmas on Walmart. She gave my wife all the meat cart items. I was thankful for that. All my wife had to pay for was the vegetables. Everybody say desired promise. So there are four things that you and I have to do to learn how to stand until our desired, desired promises come to pass. Because most of us, we start standing and then we get weak. Let me give you two verses real quick. You don't have to go there. But 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, watch and stand fast in faith. Everybody say stand in faith. Also, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24 says this, Not for that we have dominion over your faith, but we are helpers of your joy. For by faith you stand. You have to, you just can't, listen, there's a difference between waiting and standing. Waiting is just saying, I'm, I'm ready to go. Standing saying, I'm standing on what God is going to do for me. So, there are four things you got to do. To stand for your desires to come to pass. Here's number one. You got to know your season. Everybody say know your season. In other words, you can want something so bad that you create your own season. You don't want to do that. Listen, I would rather wait for Mr. Right than to settle for Mr. Wrong. Okay, let me flip the script. I would rather wait for Mrs. Right than to settle for Mrs. Wrong. Ooh. Y'all hear that testosterone? Amen, amen. You got to know your season. Amen. Then number two, while you're waiting, you got to grow in every season. 
You got to grow. Psalm 1 verse 2 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. In other words, you are growing while you are standing. Many people, they eat on Sunday. And then they don't eat no more until the following Sunday. You can't spiritually eat like that. He says meditate in the word day and night. Because your word affects your thought life. And let me tell you a secret. Your thought life, what happens in your mind will eventually happen in time. Amen. So you're going to grow in every season. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, while you're growing, four things happen sometimes. So, so you're waiting for Mr. Wright. Okay? Four things are going to happen while you're waiting for Mr. Wright. Number one, you're going to experience some delays. Now, delays are moments in which, you know, it looks like things are being held up. But it's not really being held up. What God is doing is creating a season for you. See, yo, yo, see, you may not know it, but maybe your husband-to-be, God needs to grow him up a little bit on how he manages money. Because if you meet him before he learned how to manage, guess what's going to happen to you? Amen. Everybody say delays. Here's the second thing you experience is distractions. Say distractions. And these are things that come to break our focus. Anytime you date somebody that you know you're not going to marry, distraction here's number three decoys everybody say decoys if there is a real blessing then there must be a counterfeit blessing and then number four sometimes we can experience some potential devil level moments and these are just opportunities to allow frustration to get the best of us so you're going to grow in every season here's number here's number three you're going to sow in every season And there are four ways to sow. You're going to sow obedience. Everybody say obedience. See, when you sow obedience, then that's your faith showing God that in the good times or the bad times, I'm going to obey. Whether my money is funny or my money is good, I'm still going to obey you, God. You're going to sow obedience. Here's the next one. You're going to, watch this, you're going to sow what you want to grow. You say, well, Pastor, what do you mean? Okay, here's a good example. If you want kids, pray for people who you know who want kids. If you want kids, go, why don't you volunteer in our true kids area? Because you are sowing what you want to grow. Listen, go babysit for some people for free. Amen. My worship pastor, he got six of them. Seven. See, I'm losing count already. Babysit for somebody. Sow what you want to grow. Here's the next one. You need to sow seeds of faith. And that just means that whenever God moves you to do something, just obey him. Just like the lady when I paid for her nails. I just felt led to do that. It didn't, it didn't kill me to do it. God may just have you to just go up to somebody and compliment them. You know, that's a... Now, now guys, I ain't talking about guys who are lady now. Because you try, you know, you, 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 you know what I'm saying. But if you're a lady and you, 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 you know, you, you don't like giving compliments, 
You need to start sowing some. Just go up to go up to that coworker that you can't stand, and just go up to her and say, "Girl, your hair is just man. It is the bomb today." Is that the right word? Because a bomb sound like she was in a bomb. What's the, what? What is it? Who? Hers hers on what? It's on what? Fleet. I don't even know what y'all are saying. Here's the last one as we close right here. If you're going to get the desired promises of God, here's probably the most important one. You have to sow words of faith. Uh, I invited someone to church last week. Uh, she works at the Whataburger that I visit, you know. I know. That's, that's sad when they know you, you know. That means you're going in there too much. <laughs> so I came through there, and, I, and, you know, she had been asking, and so I invited her to church. She came last week. Well, I went through Waterburger last week, and when I came through the drive through the first thing she said was, same grace on you as on me. I said to myself, I wonder how many of my members have been saying out of their mouth all week, the same grace that's on him is on me. All this week I was saying, Father, thank you that the grace to build a building that's on my pastor is on me. Thank you, Lord, that the grace to prosper that's on my pastor is on me. I said, Lord, thank you for the grace to have multiple locations that's on my pastor is on me. Words of faith. Let me tell you why. Because your words, watch this now, are spiritual vehicles that are used to manifest what you want in your life. So you got to open your mouth and you got to begin to declare, Father, I thank you that I'm a prosperous person. I thank you because I'm a giver. Men give back to me in a good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Lord, I thank you that favor surrounds me like a shield. Lord, I thank you that goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. Lord, I thank you that when I walk into any job situation, I am immediately and always escalated to the next level. Lord, I thank you that my body is healed. I'm whole. You can't be, you can't have a potty mouth. Oh no, you know how it is now. You got to sow words of faith. And see, some of y'all are scared to say words of faith because you don't believe God will do it. Well, how can God do something you're afraid to say? Because faith shows, what? It shows that you have faith when you say it. When you have faith in Jesus Christ, that's why the Bible says confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying use your mouth. Why? Because death and life is in the power of your tongue. So here's what I'm saying. If you want to see the desired promises come in your life, start saying it. Man, I'm saying all the time, Lord, I thank you that our loan is done. I thank you that, look, I found out. Let me, let me tell you all a secret and I'm closing right here, but you can't tell nobody. I found out when I was meeting with this particular banker that he owned the bank. I said, what kind of favor is that? I'm meeting with the president and owner at the same time. And he likes me. 
we were sitting in a meeting. We were sitting in a meeting, and uh, we, the builder was there, and, he, and uh, we were talking about, well, what happens if uh, Pastor Evan wants to change something on the building? How much are you going to charge him? And he says, well, I'm not going to charge him anything. I said, well, I tell you what, that's good because I'm a high-maintenance you know, high pastor. I like nice stuff. And you know what the banker said? I know. <laughs> no, because when we walk into that building, everything in there is going to be new. It's going to smell new. You know how a car smells new? Y'all going to walk in there and want to stay. I'm going to have to kick y'all out. I know it. <laughs> y'all going to want to bring your friends. Girl, come look. Get, you know, he, he can preach good, but, but just come see the building. <laughs> Some of y'all kids, they're going to have such a good time. This is how y'all going to be like this. They don't want to go. I don't want to go, mama. I don't want to go. Let me stay here with Pastor Evan. <laughs> what are you saying over your life? Look at your neighbor and say, what are you saying over your life? Father, I declare in Jesus' name that this church will have words that are rich, words that promote prosperity for their lives. I declare that, Father, the words that they speak will come to pass. I declare, God, that you've already started turning things around in their lives because of the words of their mouth. And, Lord, I thank you for manifestation of desired promises. There have been some in this room that have been waiting and waiting and waiting. And you're saying, stop waiting and start standing. And I thank you now that they're going to receive desired promises in their life. I see businesses surfacing in this building right here. I see people who are going to be promoted in two levels. You're applying for one level and they're going to give you the next level. And Lord, I thank you that we're going to be just like Abraham. His name meant father of many nations. He may not have saw it with his mind, but he saw it in time. And I declare that over our church in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you've never made Jesus Christ your